because we have millions of dollars worth of fabrics in-house, you know, and I'm talking from shirtings to uh, sport coat fabrics, suitings, linens, cashmeres, uh, camel hairs, everything, just knitwear, everything. Um, because we have that in-house, we technically... I can measure somebody this morning at 9 o'clock in the morning and they will literally wear that suit on the red carpet. I'm Reg Ferguson, and I'm a fashion consultant from New York City, born and raised. I've been helping men look fly for years, and now I want to help you learn more about menswear, the entrepreneurs, the brands, and top fashion tips on the Fashion Geek Podcast. Have you ever been to L.A.? Do you like it? I went out there once on some business. Stayed for a bunch of days. During the week, I wore suits. On the weekend, sport jacket and jeans. When I met with the production company the first day, I received compliments on my suit. Cool! The second day, they lost their mind. I had on another suit. That's when I realized this isn't what's regularly done me. On that Saturday, I hung out with a friend of mine in Santa Monica. We rolled up at this spot called Bungalow. Very cool place. Uniquely California. A group of dudes were checking me out. I stepped to one of them and asked, yo, is there a problem? The kid said, no. They just couldn't build my steel. That's when I realized that California was more casual than I ever could have imagined. I'm sure the weather has something to do with it. Does anyone wear a suit out there? Yo! This is Reg Ferguson, fashion geek number one. How are you? Welcome to the ride. Thank you so much for listening. I'm a men's fashion consultant here in New York City, and I help fashion challenge men go from confused to confident. If you ever found yourself staring at the closet, not knowing what to wear, or if the idea of shopping for clothes makes you feel physically ill, then this is the show for you. My goal with every episode is to help make looking good feel easy. If you ever want my help, email me at reg at nyfashiongeek.com for a consultation. If you have a friend who's looking to level up his fashion style wardrobe game, please share an episode with them. While you're at it, if you dig the show and haven't already left us a rating and review, please consider doing so now. Your shares, ratings, and reviews help us grow the show and help us get the best possible guest and help more men dress their best. Today, we're going to talk with David Pallets of Elevate. Custom clothing. He's going to let me know if I said that right because there's a bunch of accents on that word. And he is in Los Angeles. And we're going to talk about something that the everyday man should have in their wardrobe. We're going to talk about bespoke and made-to-measure clothing, West Coast style. David in the building. How are you, sir? How you doing, Reginald? And yes, you got Elevate exactly right. Uh, <laughs> That prep school education. Yes, sir. How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. Yourself? 
I'm doing great today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I, uh, this is, this is going to be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really flattered for you to come on particularly because we're doing this very early in the morning for you and uh, late morning for me. So before we get into our topic, David, please tell us. So what do you do? So what do you what do you do? Well, I'm a chief operations officer for Elevate Custom Clothing, and I make sure that our tailor shop is running smooth, that we have everything we need to uh, properly produce bespoke custom clothing. And that really goes into a lot of different areas. It, it uh, talks about fabric, you know, making sure that we, you know, always have a great supply of fabrics on hand, uh, as well as maintaining our relationship with all of our um, vendors, our uh, cut length vendors. Um, working with the pattern making team, making sure that that's all running smoothly. Uh, also do a lot of training with the salespeople as far as measuring and how to fit and how to do proper alterations, uh, maintaining systems, you know, all the things that go into bespoke custom tailoring. Well, I think you've hit on a whole bunch of things that are going to make this an enjoyable conversation. I did some research mm -hmm. and I have to keep it real. You and I, we met on clubhouse. Correct. And I'm always telling my listeners, please join classic menswear club on clubhouse. Just do the app overall. I've gained so many wonderful interactions and experiences and newfound relationships. And I consider I was one of them. I, as you know, am here in New York City. I'm a native New Yorker. I don't know much about the West Coast. I've been to Los Angeles. And I guess my point is, if it wasn't for Clubhouse, not only would I, would I have met you, but I wouldn't have known anything about this company because I'd never known, I've never heard the name of the company. So for me as a native New Yorker, I feel like you've been operating under the radar, but I know you're a big hit in LA. This company has been around since 1999. And what I have found in my research, which I'm fascinated about, you seem to be the go-to tailor for Hollywood celebrities, but equally, if not more important, because I'm a sports fan, you're connected with the NBA, the NFL, I mean, I got to tell you, I want to get into, I think, I think I want to start with the glitz and glamour before we start talking about supply chains. <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? You're right. I mean, we, we do fly under the radar. It, uh, it really is, um, everything happens organically. You know, it's really a word of mouth um, business. You know, reputation is, is everything. And, uh, 
like I said, happens organically. You help somebody, they're happy, they, you know, tell a friend or two and they become a client and, you know, they, they tell two people or, you know, four people and it just, over time, it just kind of, you know, grows. And then you also have, obviously, your traditional, like we all do, pound the pavement. You know, you have to uh, do your cold calling and, you know, figure out how to, you know, meet your professional athletes and how to get in front of their face. You know, that's a whole other thing that I'm sure all the clothiers across the country, you know, face. How do you get in front of these people? But... Yes, as you say, we, uh, we, we've been flying under the radar. We don't advertise at all. It's really wow. a, a word-of-mouth business, yes. Holy schmoly. And how long have you been with the company? I've been with the company 15 years. Um, kind of just uh, happened. It's a, kind of a crazy story. I was, um, I was working for Nordstrom at the, <clears throat> at the time. I was with Nordstrom for... 18 years, um, started my career when I was 25 at, at Nordstrom. And I, I came up to L.A. to this guy was working on some foundation um, things to try to get, you know, L of A in a foundation. He knew I was in menswear, so he kind of wanted some moral support. I came up here. I met people from L of A. And I remember going home and telling my wife, boy, this would be my, you know, dream job to work for a company like this with, you know, the background and experience I had in menswear at Nordstrom. But nothing ever happened from it. Um, made my connection and, you know, left some phone numbers and nothing ever happened. Uh, three years later, I'm still at Nordstrom, uh, ended up leaving Nordstrom. I got headhunted away to go work for Max Azria at BCBG, a women's yeah. wear company yeah. in Los Angeles. And I worked with uh, Max and his, his wife, Luba, who's the head designer, worked with them for about three and a half years. And one day I get a call from the owner of LA and he says, David, remember all those you know, things you were talking about, all those great ideas, you know, I think we're ready. So, uh, met with him, had some coffee, offered me a job and, you know, the rest is history. And I've happily been in the bespoke world for 15 years. Wow. That's, that's a cool story. So what I've gathered and you kind of hinted at it already when you talked about training with salespeople is the model of Elevate in terms of client recruitment, is it very similar to Tom James, meaning it's kind of hub and spoke? You're based out of L.A. and you're vertically held, and we're going to talk about that hopefully before the conversation is over. But then you have reps in all, I would say, you know, the top 10 DMAs, you know, the top markets, the big cities, and they go out and preach the gospel, so to speak, and try to develop a book of business. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Pretty much uh, similar to what, uh, you know, all of us clothing people do across the, across the country. Whether it be locally that they're focused, you know, we're, we're really national. Um, 
you know, we've got people on the East Coast and Florida and Denver and Texas, Arizona, California, um, you know, and then they, they travel just like everybody else does, you know, for the, the client needs to meet with them. So in that instance, who's, pay, who's paying for the travel there, David? Because, you know, you're COO, so uh, I know you're keeping your eyes open. Who's, who, who's paying for the T&E there? Who's paying for the transportation? Well, it, it just depends, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we usually don't travel unless it's, you know, over five grand for, you know, for a sale. So people know that, but. Um, for the most part, the company pays. Wow, nice gig. Yeah. So you're a vertically held company. Exactly. Um, it, what's unique about that is because we have millions of dollars worth of fabrics in-house, you know, and I'm talking from shirtings to... Uh, sport coat, fabrics, suitings, linens, cashmeres, uh, camel hairs, everything, just knitwear, everything. Um, because we have that in-house, we technically, I can measure somebody this morning at 9 o'clock in the morning, and they will literally wear that suit on the red carpet tonight. Okay, stop right there because I did some research. Yeah, no, I know. And I was, I did the research and I said to myself, I know this is true, but it still seems like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, listen, you've been, there's a quote by Ben Baskin of Sports Illustrated. And I love Sports Ill. I've been reading Sports Ill since I was a child. I keep them in business. <laughs> I'm a subscriber. He was quoted in saying that it takes four and a half hours to do a suit at your company. Uh, it takes it takes longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> it takes longer than that. You better find him. He's, yeah, uh, he's messing you up. But on your website, it read twenty four hour turnaround service, which essentially is what you just said. Yeah, exactly. Holy schmoly! Talk me through this supply chain process, and like you said, the beauty of being vertically held. Give me a give me a hypothetical scenario. Rich Ferguson comes in, and how does it work? And I need this immediately. How does this work? I measure you. I take, you know, about 40 measurements, take some profile pictures of you. I walk back to my pattern maker, hand him your measurements and your profile pictures, and he rolls out a piece of paper and starts drafting your pattern based off of your measurements, your body type, your... Your curves, your your stance, your arm position, you know, all the things that you would look at that are important. He'll finish the pattern. We'll lay the fa- we'll we'll design, you know, whatever it is your you want your two piece suit, how you're gonna style it. Uh, we'll lay the fabric down, our cutter will cut it, we'll hand it off to the first step in the tailoring process, and it'll just work its way through the work its way through the line and at about five o'clock 
you know, that the last button will be sewn on and the lining will be sealed up and you'll be on your way. In that scenario, David, you haven't mentioned multiple fittings. So do you feel confident? I know you're doing 40 measurements, so I realize how detailed that is. That's not where I'm coming from. But to me, from a bespoke perspective, you know and I know usually the standard is three to five fittings. But it sounds like for here, you're just doing a one and done. Am I incorrect? Well, if, if, if Reg Ferguson needs it today and he doesn't have <laughs> uh, yes, it's one fitting. <clears throat> but if Reg wants to come in at uh, 2 o'clock before the sleeves are put on and before the jacket's sealed and, you know, the button stance is, you know, set or buttons are punched, we'll, we'll throw it on you, do a quick little fitting, make some tweaks and adjustments, and, um, and then sew it up. So you, you can do like a mini first fitting in one day. We've done gotcha. that before. Okay. <laughs> but like you said, if, if time was really an issue, one fitting, turn this around, send you out with a beautiful new suit. Correct. But as you say, you know, it, it normally is, uh, you know, one to two fittings, uh, three, if you have to, if maybe somebody didn't measure properly, but, uh, you know, if, if you have, it's kind of garbage in, garbage out. So if you have good measurements and they're interpreted properly and you have good profile pictures, you're probably only going to have one or two fittings to get to a perfect fit, get a great pattern. Can you elaborate on the profile pictures? Because not everyone does that. And I'd like my listeners to understand that better and myself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's helpful. I, I guess, you know, even in, in made-to-measure, it's uh, helpful. But, you know, it just depends who's doing your, your made-to-measure. But the profile pictures are important to see, you know, uh, and I'm talking about fitted clothing, not, you know, wearing some baggy basketball shorts. The, the, <laughs> the pattern maker needs to see the shape of the body, it needs to see the shape of the of the seat and the legs and how somebody stands. You need to see the proper, you know, the slope of the, of the shoulder. In bespoke, we don't take any, uh, we don't use any tools as far as, you know, angles or measurements that I, I think some of the made-to-measure people do with a shoulder slope, you know, percentage or number, you know, one, two, three, four, five. We don't do that. Um, and then, you know, the side view, you know, how are they standing? Are they regular stance? Are their arms backwards, forward? You know, that's important for how you set the sleeve head position so that you have a proper drape of the sleeve. So that's a really important picture. Um, and then also for, you know, just to see balance, whether they're, you know, uh, front chest prominent or they have big lats, you know, you can see certain things if how you're going to balance the pattern. If a guy's a, you know, a, a 42 chest, well, are you, are you going to put more on the, on the front part of the panels or, you know, the back part? Just, you know, depends. It's really all about letting the pattern maker see balance because bespoke clothing and all clothing, it's all about balance. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about the balance of proportions. Mm-hmm, exactly. 
how many people do you have in these buildings, in this factory, for you, for you to do these turnarounds? I mean, it must be an army. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, about, it's about 40 tailors in the, in the tailor Whoa. shop. Holy yep. And how much fabric do you have in this warehouse? <laughs> I'm going to have to, we're going to have to do a FaceTime. I'm going to have to either get you out here or do a FaceTime and I'm going to take, I'm going to take you on a, I'm going to take you on a, on a tour. Uh, you'll be just blown away. It just kind of goes. Yeah, away. you can tell. And I think, I think we're going to do both. Because David Umbanosi, I've got big, I got big plans for you. <laughs> so, can you describe who the standard customer is for Elevate? Meaning, I want to find out: is it really just the Hollywood stars and then, and the athletes? Like, who who's your standard customer in your mind? Because I know you know your avatar. So, who's your profile? Any, anybody that can afford us, and what's your what's your so it could be price it could be a it could be a professional athlete, it could be a celebrity, it could be a musician, it could just be you know um, somebody who just you know is looking for their you know first job interview suit you know if they can afford it, um, and then you know people of high net worth. I mean, our suits started. 1895 just kind of opening price point okay just to give you some idea and then it just goes up from there depending on the fabric sure of course off the top of your head can you remember one of your most expensive suits that you did for a client uh i actually just did one yesterday I mean, for me, I, I, I can't really recall for, like, any other salespeople. I think they may have done one of the um, Skabal special signature uh, names that's woven in the in the pinstripe. Oh, yes, yes, you know yes, I've seen about? that. Yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I honestly don't know how much that, that went for. Um, I mean, I just sold a suit, a uh, full cashmere suit from Holland and mm. Sherry. Mm. Um, yesterday, I think it was like seven thousand dollars somewhere around there. Yipes! Yeah. Woo! If I didn't have to do this interview, I'd probably just fall on the floor. Um, pink. It's a pink cashmere suit. Whoa! Yeah. Pink cashmere. Yeah, pink cashmere. Wow! I feel that's a direct Prince reference. You will. But uh, <laughs> when you'll see that on my Instagram in about three weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's a great sizzle job, David. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to follow me for three weeks, Red Job, so we follow each other already. So now so now I have to have to keep on looking around. Okay. Yeah, look, be on the lookout for that pink <laughs> You will definitely see it. Wow. Holy schmoly. Single breasted? Single breasted, yep. Three piece or two piece? Two piece, uh two button. Single vent, uh, no belt loops, side adjustable tabs, one and a half inch cuff. Um, notch, peak? Notch. For the lapel? Notch. Yep. All right. And a dusty rose uh, lining. Woo! 
You know, that's a wonderful segue. I have a funny feeling that somehow your company has led to uh, the lining frenzy that we've seen you and I as a trend over the past, what do you think it's been now? Five years? I mean, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that's a great, that's a great uh, number, about five years. That's right. That technology has really taken off and people have really, you know, been able to do it, you know, that it's been accessible to people. Right, because literally there are individuals that will give, for example, and I'm sure you have clients like this, and if you care to elaborate, you can, that they'll give home photos, and then these are scanned and incorporated into a lining. Yeah, so um, what we do is dye sublimation printing. and uh, What is that? Can you dye sublimation what is? printing is you, you, you digitally print on paper, and then you have the fabric and the paper that goes through a uh, large uh, press. Uh, it's an oil drum press. I mean, there's different types, but oil, uh, an oil drum is the best because it distributes the heat more evenly than um, just like heating elements. Those have a tendency to have different hot spots and you don't get as good of a of a print, but you, you put it, you know, you just marry the, the paper to the fabric and put it through the press and it goes through and it comes out and you just peel the, the paper off from the fabric and then you just have this beautiful, beautiful lining. Wow. It, so when I was doing the research, like I said, you deal with a lot of athletes and specifically when I'm thinking of linings, I think you have led this charge through dealing with the draftees in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you want to cop to that, but I think, I think you may be one of the, one of the reasons why there's a lining frenzy to really be honest. So I honestly don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I know a lot of people do, but you know, we were one of the first when, when I, uh, when the technology first came out, I was, uh, you know, subcontracting it. I would prepare the, the digital files and send them off to another company, and they would produce it and send it to me. And I think, you know, a, a, a lot of clothiers around the country still do something like this. But I was doing so much of it. I'm like, this is, this is crazy, you know. Um, plus, it was taking a bit of time and you know I'm all about you know time and efficiency and I said look I want to buy my own um, printer and you know my own heat press so that I can be in charge of you know where and when I do something so if I want to do something rushed and I want to do something in a day I can I'm not dependent on somebody else you know so um, we uh, you know did the did the research and, you know, bought the, the best printer and heat press, you know, that we could. And, uh, you know, immediately started just producing just some really cool stuff. Like you said, it could be, uh, engagement pictures, you know, for a wedding and that's inside the lining, you know, leading up to the, to the wedding with, uh, you know, just special pictures. It could be, you know, grandkids and families, um, 
it, it could be, you know, now we're printing, now we're printing fabric for, you know, shirts and shorts and oh. even, uh, even printing, um, even printing fabric to make suits. Uh, yeah. Can you explain? What, what are you talking about? Uh, let's see. Have you, uh, have you seen the, uh, the blue Affleck commercial, the blue jacket? Coach Saban wears. Every month when something important is going on, I send out my New York Fashion Geek newsletter to my fellow geeks. It drops on Fridays, and it offers a quick glimpse into the world of the fashion geek. I offer some tips, and it's a nice, breezy read. To sign up, just head over to nyfashiongeek.com and fill out the welcome sheet. Not off the top of my head, no. Okay, well... Check out that commercial, you know, things like that. Like you can do print any color that may be a, a special brand or something like that. Okay. Actually, I remember, yeah, I remember he did a commercial, but again, I'll have to YouTube it. Yeah, I remember him doing an Affleck, but I don't remember the jacket at all. It's becoming a, a thing, that blue jacket. Oh, yeah. all right. There, there's a new one coming out that's just going to be... You're, you're just going to love it. I can't tell you about it, but... It, I, know, be, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be out soon, and it is going to be hysterical. You're doing the sizzle again. So I'm assuming that that Coach is your client. Is that, is that what we're saying here, David? Uh, no. Uh, uh, it, you know, studios. You know, you deal with the studios and... Um, oh, okay. You're, so you're dealing you're, with you're wardrobe. Commercials. Yeah, you're, you're dealing with studios. Right professionally you know where they need to do something special for a commercial so it's it's not dealing with a the clients have nothing to do when it comes to like commercials right. and stuff like right you dealing you're dealing strictly with wardrobe exactly so let's talk about that because i didn't realize you know you're you're a very humble man david so so you're dealing with studios you're doing you're doing tv or you're doing film what, what's going on over there yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, nobody ever really tried to, you know, do that. Nobody really. Studios are a, are a unique thing. It's it's kind of a closed system. It's like very hard to uh, to get in. So uh, again, that kind of stuff happens organically. You know, word of mouth. You, you just can't go to a studio or wardrobe <laughs> people and try to you know introduce yourself. It just doesn't work that way. It just it just happens by, you know, word of mouth, and one, one wardrobe person tells another, tells another, tells another, and I guess just because you know we're here in Los Angeles, that's just how it happened. I had people who contacted me, hey, you know, we have this thing going on, this project. Uh, we were wondering, can you do this? Yeah, we can do that. You know, you do it, and you have a success, and. Um, they use you again, and then they, they tell somebody else, and you get another call, and they say, hey, we're working on this project. Uh, you know, is it, do you think you can do that? Yeah, yeah, we can do that, you know? And it, <laughs> it just, just kind of happens, you know. Sure. Like, like you said, like, organically. Organically, yeah. And <laughs> I would say one of the, the, the coolest things, I, I had a, a, a great relationship with this uh, costumer, uh, Michelle Cole, who's a uh, Emmy-nominated um, 
wardrobe person. She is, I mean, she, she's been doing this a long time. Uh, I mean, she started back like doing like the Wayne, Wayne Brothers shows. You know, oh, yeah. Back. I mean, she's just been around forever. And, you know, you, you work with people and you just have a good working relationship and you have a, a, a trust that, you know, if they need something, uh, that they'll get it and they'll get it on time. And that's really what it's all about. Just, I mean, like any of our customers that all of us clothiers deal with, it's, it's really about, you know, uh, trust and, you know, delivering what you say you're going to deliver and delivering a, a, a quality, uh, product, you know, and standing behind what you do. But anyway, I ended up with, you know, a great relationship with her, and she's led me to a lot of other different wardrobe people that, you know, it's been, it's been fun. And uh, she's, uh, she's Emmy-nominated for Blackish this, oh. uh, uh, this season. Uh, uh, you'll see I, I, I did, uh, she commissioned me to do a idea, a sketch that she had for for Lawrence Fishburne for his wedding suit, Pops. You know Pops? On yes, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So we did a cool suit for Pops. On uh, I saw I saw it. I believe this is on the gram, unless you have another suit, in which you're going to do the sizzle again and go wait four weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did see the suit, and I said, oh, there's another Matrix movie coming out. Uh, right? Didn't he look Matrix? Right? <laughs> I was like, Orpheus. Yes. Yeah, I totally saw that. So that was you. Look at that. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they drew it out and said, hey, can you do this? Lawrence, you know, wants this look and I want this look and can you do it? And yeah, we can do it. So that's pretty cool. You know, I hope she wins her Emmy this year. Well, if she does, you'll be a part of it. So yeah. maybe, maybe you'll get a photo with it. So yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. It's it's fun, you know. It, it's fun. Uh, it's fun working with the studios. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can only I can only imagine. I mean, it really seems like David. This is a charm life that you have, but I want to be clear: you've put in the time. So, you know, again, I mean, you're the best kept secret, but you're the you're the go to. And now I find out you're doing. You know, you're doing Hollywood. You're in Hollywood, but you're doing Hollywood. Right. So, yeah, it seems it seems like the sky is the limit. But you, you know, I, I was thinking of something um, about, and this is something this is something new for me. But and I have done it over the years. You know, a, a lot of clothiers, like even us, but a lot of clothiers. You know, sometimes things just don't happen right. And you have a wedding coming up. And I, I've had uh, other clothiers across the country contact us. You know, something got messed up and guy's wedding is coming up in a in a week, you know, and uh, hey, can you help us out? Absolutely. You know, I mean, when it comes to weddings and, and helping people out, you know, I, I've made things for other clothiers across the nation who have, you know, just got themselves into a jam, you know, and, and to protect their reputation with their clients, they need somebody to make them a suit, you know, so I'll help them out, you know, 
it'll cost them, but I will help them out. <laughs> right. uh, I will definitely help them out. You know, not not for the money. Just I know what it's like when you know somebody's wedding is coming up in that most special day, and you just you just don't want to disappoint them. You know, I mean, I mean, you don't want to disappoint anybody, but a wedding. You know, like I'm yeah, that's I'm high. Hyper, I'm hypersensitive to to weddings and you know planning planning and making sure you have things in time. You know, not last minute. Well, David, it just sounds like Elevate should be called the the clothier of menches because you're just doing good acts and good works, and it seems like it's coming back to you. Yeah, I mean, we're we're trying. You know, it's it's uh, it's, it's it's interesting working with um, changing that paradigm and working with you know your competitors, um, which is something I I do with the made to measure part of our our business, you know, for, um, our made to measure, which is made in Mexico. We have a factory, another North American factory in Mexico. And, you know, here we, we launched this, you know, January of last year, right before COVID hit, not the best timing, but, um, you know, there other clothiers across the nation have access to, uh, that factory that does our made to measure. And also that opens them up. They have a relationship that if they want stuff made at LA because they're a customer, then the door has been opened. So we work with them. If they need bespoke, we, you know, we work with them because they're a client. So that's a, been a, that's a little bit, you know, of a different paradigm working with your competitors, you know, Sure. I mean, essentially, you're providing service, but it's like, in a way, it's kind of like a white label, so to speak. Am yeah, I incorrect? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, their label goes in it, and, um, you know, there's this integrity about, you know, having access to, you know, their customers' names and their measurements, and, you know, um, you know knowing that you'll never touch that. You know, keeping that integrity that I'll never, you know, share that list or, you know, that list no, will never go not. out to. I mean, I have clothiers that, you know, I've had relationships with over the past years that I've made, you know, a lot of things for. And that list has never gone anywhere, you know, and I don't even have a relationship with those clothiers anymore. But nobody, nobody can have access to those. That was theirs. You know what I'm saying? Like that was yes. their that's work we did for them. I, nobody's, I'm not handing that list to somebody to, you know, go after them. Right. No, you, you honor the sanctity. You take all of this seriously. You take the relations, relationships seriously. Exactly. And you understand because, you know, let's keep it real, David. You're a, you've been doing this for a long time. So you're an OG. You understand that, it's a very long play. Over so, 40 years, Reg. My God. So you started at five, David? That's just, <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> so when you talked about helping other clothiers out, can you think of like the worst wedding story that happened at Elevate? 
that things didn't go right? Uh, off the top of my head, I, I can't. I can't. I can't think of a. I mean, I can think of you know other clothiers where you know something they were expecting a shipment from you know overseas and you know the factory told them you know we're just not going to deliver it on time you know, stories like that but as far as for us we we always make it happen i mean i can tell you where you know tailors didn't finish it on time for a overnight delivery right and somebody's wearing a suit the next day we actually and this has happened many times we buy a plane ticket. We send one of our, you know, workers, um, you know, support team to the airport, and they we buy them a plane ticket. They fly with the suit, you know, get a cab or an Uber, oh, 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 oh. and they hand deliver the garment because wow. you're too late for even, you know, UPS critical air. Like you've missed. There are no other. There are no other flights, you know, so the only option is to buy a plane ticket and, you know, get them on the plane, take the suit, deliver it. Yeah. I mean, we've done that. I mean, when I think back 15 years, we've probably done that 10 times. Wow. You know, so it's beyond critical error. So, yeah. That's customer service, That's David. Customer service. Yeah, I, I learned that at Nordstrom. You know, that was that was drilled into me at Nordstrom over eighteen years. Like, you know, it's just it's just in the DNA of the company. You know, hmm. I used to always hear such wonderful stories about Nordstrom, and even myself going to Stern School of Business at NYU, remember probably this one case study, but. As I'm sure you probably know, until just extremely recently, we never had a Nordstrom in New York City. Right. That's right. So when they came to Jersey, I remember hearing about that. I can't even remember where in Jersey. And I remember, I think, going once or twice. And I remember one of the big deals about it launching there was that they had valet parking. And that blew me away. As a, as a New Yorker. So, but, you know, I wouldn't claim to really know about Nordstrom and Nordstrom men came a few years ago here. So, but yeah, we just heard these amazing stories about, about the company, you know, about the family. So, uh, so clearly you learned a lot there in your, in your 18 years. That, and that, that was, um, not to dwell on that, but, you know, I, I think of stories like when I was uh, managing a, a men's furnishings and, you know, uh, you, you know that the Nordstrom family's, you know, coming in and you're, you know, just dialing in your your department and your floor, making sure everything looks great. And I remember reorganizing my, my uh, tie case, you know, just lining everything up like soldiers and, you know, just making <laughs> it look great. And uh, Mr. John... Uh, John Nordstrom walked in, came in the department, introduced, you know, introduced himself. You know, every, they called everybody by their first name. They either they were prepped or they just had great memories. But, you know, he knew my name, walked mm. into the party, says, David, come on over here. 
He says, look at this tie case right here. What, is, what does that tell the customer? So I had, I had organized the tie case and shifted everything over so that it looked full, but I left like one case at the end in the corner empty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he spent some time giving me a lesson about, you know, an empty case. And what does that tell the customer? It tells mm. them that you're, you know, you're, you're out of business, like you're out of stock, like, you know, it doesn't look good. And, you know, just lessons like that, you know, sure. You know, by the owners of the company that would walk the floors all the time. It's just incredible. Yeah, it seems like it says again. It's it's in, it's embellishing or burnishing rather the legend that I remember hearing. Oh, that yeah, and the embarrassment of that. You know, that just lasts forever. Like, you oh never, yeah, you never do that again. You know, right, like, right, right, you know, right. Quiet is kept. I'm a graduate from the Macy's Executive Training Program. I don't even have that on my website because it was just a lifetime ago. But yeah, when you're when your store manager in my case, you know, comes to your department. And, and you messed up. You'll never forget. <laughs> I mean, it, we're, we're all just, you know, products of all of our I- experiences. And, you know, um, it's just great, like on, you know, Classic Men's Work Club, which, you know, I'm really happy to be a member of, um, you know, just to hear, you know, the youngsters, you know, the guys like, you know, Austin and, you know, I think uh, Lewis. Lewis and, you know, Aaron and, um, you know, I, I can't remember the guy's name from uh, Texas, the, the tailor from. Oh, know, Ross Bennett. Yeah. Ross Bennett. How, you know, <laughs> Ross, you know, was just, you know, complimenting and, and inspiring, you know, guys like Austin, these young up and comers. And, you know, that's just fantastic, you know, that that. You know, those of us that have been in the industry a while that we can, you know, share, you know, information and you see these guys that are so excited about, you know, the business and, you know, um, you know, just helping them, you know, to, to further their, their, their careers in, you know, in this great industry that we're in, you know, it's just really exciting. Well, first of all, thank you so much because... As you know, I created that club and it's a labor of love and I'm trying to build it and I'm trying to grow it. And I remember when you came on and then I quickly looked at your profile, realized you were from the West Coast. And, you know, I get a big kick out of that because I'm here from the East Coast. So, but let the record show there was no beef in this episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I do find it fascinating because you're, you're in a totally different spot and the timing couldn't have been more impeccable and, you know, I'm glad when you're there and, you know, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to grow and I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. So you're, you're, you're the August voice and Lewis and Austin are the younger voices. And I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. So, you know, I'm just happy that we have that fellowship and you know that it continues to grow. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it it's exciting. Um, I, lo- I look forward to see you know like how it progresses and and where it goes. And we got to get some more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get some West Coast people. Yes, I'm Not, gonna try. I'm gonna try. So I mean, everybody's got to get people. <laughs> so David, 
you've hinted at this, but I want to ask you an explicit question. Mm -hmm. Why is fashion important? Why is fashion important? I mean, it's a, it's a reflection of uh, who we are and how we, how we express ourselves. You know, we really, uh, we really don't have many ways, you know, besides fashion and, you know, when we're, out and about, you know, socializing to, you know, express, you know, how, how we look, you know? Um, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I think, you know, it's just okay. a, What difference has fashion made in your life? I mean, it's, it's really been like, I mean, it's been my, my career. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this over 40 years. So I just, you know, I just love getting dressed, dressed up every day, you know, picking out, you know, uh, a well-coordinated outfit. Um, I mean, I love everything about, I love fabrics. I love, you know, fabrics that just, you know, kind of talk to you, you know, and say something when, you know, when, when people see you, you know, and, um, I mean, I just, I just love everything about fashion. What's the top fashion tip you would give the everyday man so he could look his best? Just make sure that your, your clothing fits properly. I mean, you could have the most beautiful, um, garment, but if it doesn't fit properly, uh, it's just not even worth having it for me. It has yeah, to me, fit right. Me too. <laughs> it has to fit right. There is a quote on the Elevate site, and it reads, fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. You want to riff on that? I mean, your 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 yeah your your armor, you know it it protects you from. I mean, that armor when I when I put that suit on, you know, it's that confidence that I feel that you know, uh, just nothing can happen because I just look so damn good, you know. Um, that you walk into a room and you feel confident that you're the best dressed person in the room, that nothing can stop you, you know? It just gives you that confidence. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel I feel like that every day, no matter what I wear. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel Elevate is the go-to clothier in L.A.? Uh, well, I, that, I, I mean, I don't know that we're the, the go-to. I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of, uh, choices. There's lots of other, um, great clothiers. Uh, True, but you have a very specific clientele. You have a Hollywood pipeline and you have a professional sports pipeline. And of course, you know, the landscape far better than I but that seems to put you in a rarefied air. 
no matter how humbly you come across, like I said, you've put in the time. I'm not asking you to gloat, but why are you, if you're not the, the go-to, why are you one of the immediate choices? Why do people um, think of Elevate? Quality. Um, process. Time. Customer service. And when I talk about time, I'm talking about lead time because that is probably, you know, the, 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 the key thing. If we're, everybody wants something right now. You know, they want <laughs> it right now, you know. Uh, they want it tomorrow, you know, and, and time is not everybody can, you know, do the time thing. And, uh, you know, so that's that's one of the reasons. But mostly the um, the quality, the attention to detail, uh, the the little extra, you know, findings that we have on uh, that we provide. Um, and I, I'm talking about, you know, like the, it could be the metal side adjustable tab that, it, you know, is Italian, same, that's on, let's say, a Tom Ford suit. Um, you know, I, I get it from the same manufacturer. But, you know, things like that, the, the, the buttons, the, the, the uniqueness of the, of the buttons, the little extra details that we um, put into it, the... Um, little fine embroideries, you know, or monograms that we do to enhance, you know, um, a garment. Um, the, just the attention to the cutting process, you know, the perfectly aligned, um, you know, plaid. So if you're looking at the edge of a notch lapel and there's like a sixteenth of an inch of a little bit of stripe on the right, that sixteenth of an inch on the left is exactly the same, perfectly matched. You know, that attention to the detail that that the, the cutting process when it starts is, you know, just spot on. You know, taking that extra time to match the, the lines up perfectly. That that's an art, you know, that's not uh, that's not something that just kinda happens by happenstance. That that's somebody painstakingly making sure that that the cloth is properly cut so long answer what? to that no no a detailed answer that's that's what I that's what I want and more importantly that's what the listeners want what does the expression always be fly mean to you I've heard that somewhere before. Oh, you're so sweet, David. <laughs> always be fly. Um, you know, always, always be fly means always be dressed to the, you know, kind of like the nines. Always have, you know, uh, your image um, reflect who you are. You know, always have the, the the proper accessory, whether it's your glasses, whether it's the perfectly tied knot that has that perfect dimple in it. You know, that um, perfectly complemented, you know, expression of the of the of the pocket square. 
um, uh, if you're rolling your sleeves up, just you know that they you know that they're rolled properly and that you know they just look great. Um, you know that your clothes are always pressed. You know they are crisp. You know and, and clean, and that you know the collar is laying properly. I mean, when I think about always being fly, that's kind of what comes, you know, to mind. That you're just everything is properly put together. So if you're in California, especially the Los Angeles area, you may want to give Elevate a shot. Their entry level for a bespoke suit is under $2,000, which is a good deal. And they seem to have a lot of care and concern for the tailoring of their garments. 40 measurements is a lot. If the chief operations officer has to stop your interview because he has to measure a client at 8 a.m., that's dedication. Check out Elevate.com. E-L-E-V-E-E. You don't have to be a star to be a client. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun and are down for another one. Please tell a friend who could use some fashion help about the podcast or share an episode with them directly. If you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, if you constantly struggle putting an outfit together and are looking to turn that confusion into confidence, I'd love to talk about how we can improve your work. Check me out at nyfashiongeek.com and email me at reg at nyfashiongeek.com for a consultation. A special shout goes for our producer search and everyone down with the Fashion Geek Podcast. If you have a story suggestion, you can email me at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com or hit me up on the Insta at New York Fashion Geek. And remember, always be fly.